1: adventures of The Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week by the Blue Coal Dealers of America. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Before The Shadow begins today's adventure, let me ask you, are you householders starting the new year the Blue Coal way? I hope so, because Blue Coal is America's finest home fuel. It gives you steady, even, healthful heat with the least effort. For you see, the blue coal way is the easy way to heat your home. Blue coal requires less attention, gives you greater heating comfort at less cost. What's more, an order of blue coal entitles you to the full benefit of extra home heating service. So phone your friendly blue coal dealer tomorrow, won't you? Start the new year the easy, economical blue coal way. Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. As the Shadow, Cranston is gifted with hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's story: The Ghost on the Stair. It is evening. We find Margot and Lamont seated on the veranda of a small hotel. They are conversing with the proprietors, Roger Miller and. His wife
2: for uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear? Yes. Well, I
1: should say that you and Roger have discovered the ideal way to live. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I should be quite content to change places with you. I'd like nothing better than to spend my days just sitting here on the veranda, observing the daily life of this delightful old southern town.
0: Oh, here, here, listen to old Pappy Cranston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, there's oh, the cross I have to bear. Margot just doesn't understand oh, me. Oh,
0: I know you too well, my friend. Oh, is that so? Yes, you'd be running this hotel for five minutes when up would pop a murder or a crime or a mystery, and you'd be off to the races again. (laughs) Well,
1: if it's a mystery he wants, he wouldn't have to leave the premises. (laughs) What do you mean, Roger? Oh, forget it. Now
0: there you see, one sniff and he's on the trail. Uh, Don't
1: pay any attention to my facetious femme, Roger. Uh, What were you referring to? Oh, it's not very exciting, the month. Our mystery is why we can't get the guests to stay at the hotel.
0: It's not really a mystery, Roger. Why don't you tell them the whole story? Yes,
1: please do. Well... As you know, about a month ago, I inherited this place from my uncle. Yes, I remember. Since we've taken procession, no guest has ever stayed here more than one night. What? I said that no guest has ever stayed more than one night.
0: Well, why is that, Roger?
1: Because there's a ghost legend, a jinx on the place. A jinx that's lasted for almost a hundred years.
0: it's <laughs> not really a jinx, Roger. Now, what
1: else would you call it, Adele? We're not making a go of it, are we? There's only one reason for our failure, isn't there? No, what is this reason? It's the house itself, the evil reputation that it bears.
0: Well, I may be a bit dull, but I don't follow you.
1: Well, this wasn't always a hotel, Margot. It was originally a plantation. A hundred odd years ago, it was owned by a family named Branch. During the Civil War, it was used as a hospital by the Confederate forces. It was in that period that the tragic event occurred that has placed a curse on this dwelling down through time to the present day. Uh, what was this thing? What happened? Uh, a young Union soldier was a prisoner in a hospital. His nurse was the daughter of the house, Becky Branch. And you can guess what happened.
3: They fell in love?
1: Yes. The boy was fond of music, and every night Becky Branch would play for him on the spinet. One night as she sat playing, the boy softly called out to her. <laughs> Becky?
4: Becky? Yes, John.
2: The doctor told me today that... my wound was practically healed.
4: Your wound? But, John, that means... Yes,
2: it it means that they will be taking me away from here, Becky. To a prison.
4: No. No, they can't do that. They
2: can and they will, unless... Unless what? Unless I can escape. John. Oh, it's the only thing left here. If I can just get out of this building, I have a good chance of reaching the Union lines.
4: But, John... What of us?
2: Oh, I'll come back for you, dear. After the war is over,
1: you—you you know I will.
4: Yes, yes, I do know that.
1: Then will you help me? Help me to escape?
4: Yes, John. I know of a way—a way for you to get out.
1: Young Becky Branch plotted his escape. Finally, after a tearful farewell, the boy prepared to leave.
4: I'll just keep playing. They'll think you're still here with me, John.
1: All right. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye.
4: Goodbye. John. Oh, my dearest. My dearest. John. John. John, what happened? John. John. Oh. Oh, John.
1: And that's the story. The boy was dead, stabbed through the chest. No one who could have committed the murder was to be seen.
0: That sounds fantastic.
1: Becky Branch's partner attempted to escape was discovered and she was banished from the community. But what does that have to do with the jinx? Just this, Lamont. Since that day, this house has passed through many hands. In each family that has lived here, a mysterious death has occurred. Each of these deaths has been caused by a stabbing.
0: Well, that is a story.
1: Yeah, but that isn't all, Margot. Before each death occurred, the playing of a spinet was heard. The legend reenacted, eh? Well... Have you heard this mysterious music since you've been here? No, not yet. Yeah. May I clear away the glasses? Sir? Oh, yes, yes. The course, very good. Yes, sir. And now, Lamont, if I haven't been too boring, that's the reason why you should stay out of the hotel business. <laughs> well, you've got a point, there. Well, I think we'll turn in if you'll excuse us. Oh,
0: yes, of course. Uh, coming, Adele? Yes, yes. I guess it is bedtime. Good night, Margot. Good night, Adele.
1: Good night, Adele.
0: See you in the morning.
1: All right.
0: Lamont, do you believe that story?
1: Well, I don't know, Margot. There's always a legend that goes with these old places. Some of them are false. But this one's true, sir. Oh, I, I forgot you were here, Borgon.
0: Well, how do you know it's true, Bo? Yeah,
1: I've been here many years, ma'am. I've heard that music many times. You have? Yes, sir. I've even seen the ghost. What ghost? The ghost that's always seen on the stairs. Ghost of Miss Becky Branch.
0: Come on, come on, Listen. Am I hearing things?
1: No. No, I hear it, too. Yeah. There it is, sir. Uh, there, that old spinach playing again. Come on, Margo. We're going to look into this.
0: But it seems to be coming from inside the house.
1: Yes. For Margo. Yes? Wait here a moment till I locate the sound.
0: That room, it's coming from that room right over there. Yes.
1: Let's walk quietly now. It must be heard.
0: Come on. What if... But if it
1: really is to go, Would you rather wait outside, Martin? No. Stay right here. When I open this door, I'm going to rush quickly into the room. If I encounter trouble, you go for help. Yes, all right. All right, here we go. What? What is this? Oh, I... I beg your pardon. I... I thought that you were... uh, uh, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, well, that's quite all right.
2: Lamar, are you all right?
1: Yes, of course. Come in, Margot. Uh, keep on, playing, sir. I'm just showing the young lady about. Uh, this is the music room, I believe.
3: Yes, I presume it is. I've only been a guest here since this afternoon, so I wouldn't be sure.
1: Oh, I, I see. Uh, please continue your playing.
3: Thank you. I have traveled many miles to play in this old room. Really? Well, why is that? Because of the legend of this house. Have you ever
1: heard of it?
0: Yes. It was just told to us a while ago. In fact, we thought that you were... I mean...
3: You thought I was the ghost of Becky Branch? <laughs> no. But I have come here to seek inspiration from her departed spirit. Oh... Oh, I see. I'm a composer. I've come to this old room because here I can sense the presence of the departed. Perhaps, perhaps my music will even woo the ears of the lovely ghost. Yes.
0: Yes, that's very interesting.
3: The beauty of the music of the dead is beyond compassion.
1: With that? Someone in trouble. Here. Yes, come along. Maybe that's your ghost. The ghost. The ghost.
4: ghost again. Oh, now you must calm oh, down, you down, Mrs. down, Mrs. Turner. Oh, I know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset everyone. It was, it was just so startling. What the trouble? I...
1: What happened? All the This is oh, Mrs. Turner, a he guest here at the hotel. Well, how do you do?
4: How do you do? Was it you
1: that screamed, Mrs. Turner? Yes. What yes, was wrong?
4: Was. Well, I, I, I was on my way to my room and I, I happened to glance down the stairwell and saw a woman coming up the stairs to the second floor. Yes? Thinking it was Mrs. Miller, I went to greet her. When I reached the head of the
0: stairs, there was no one there. What? Why? No, it it was such a shock that I... Well, I just screamed, I guess.
1: Was it you, Adele?
0: No, indeed. I was in my room.
1: I see. Well, are there any other women guests in the hotel, Roger? No, no others.
0: Well, perhaps you just imagined you saw someone, Mrs. Turner. No, I'm positive. I saw a woman.
3: (laughs) Of course you did. What? She saw the ghost. The ghost Becky Branch. What did you say, Mr. Simeon? It was Mrs. Turner's privilege to see a very old resident of this house. The spirit Becky Branch.
0: What's he saying? Are there really ghosts here? Of course not.
3: That's not true, Mrs. Miller. Now, What makes you so sure of that? If you want proof of my statement, Mr. Miller, just be awake and listening at the witching hour of three. Why? So what will happen? You will hear music, lovely music, played on the spinet
1: by the ghost that Missus Turner saw on the stair. Now look here, Mister Simeon. You're not frightening us, so why don't you stop your little game? Yes, we're all getting upset over nothing. I'd advise that we all go to bed. I agree, Lamont.
0: We can go to bed. We can lock our doors, but we can't lock the ghost out. Come, come now, Missus Turner. You're oh, all upset. Dear. Come along, I'll see you to your room.
1: You're right, Adele. Come along, Margot. All
2: right.
1: We'll let these good people get some sleep. I
0: know. Good night, everyone. Good night. I warned you. I warned you. Hey, Lamont. did you really mean to make light of that little episode?
1: Only to ease the poor woman's mind.
0: You suppose she really saw someone?
1: I don't know, but there's a more important question to be answered.
0: What's
1: that? I'd like to know just where Mr. Simeon has acquired his extensive knowledge of the habits of the so-called ghost of Becky Branch.
0: Yes, I noticed that he seemed to know the whole story.
1: He knew much more about it than Roger Miller does. I think, Margot, that our Mr. Simeon is going to be called on to answer a few questions by the shadow. Perhaps before the night is over, we'll have our ghost. (laughs) What was that? I hope I'm not intruding, Mr. Simeon
3: Who speaks to me?
1: Men call me... The Shadow
3: Where are you? I see no one
1: I'm standing right here beside you I... I don't understand Mr. Simeon I have the power to make myself quite invisible to your eyes
3: What do you want of me? Why are you here?
1: I want you to answer a few questions. What about? How do you know so much about the legend of this old house? Where did you hear of Becky Branch? What is that to you? Answer my question, Mr. Simeon.
3: (laughs) Very well. Very well, I'll tell you. I was born in this house, Mr. Shadow. I spent my early youth here. I used to play on this very same spinet.
1: Is there any evidence then of this so-called ghost? Oh, yes. We yeah. heard
3: her many times, many times. She played so beautifully.
1: Was she ever seen?
3: Only as she was seen tonight, on the stairs.
1: Do you believe this legend?
3: Of course. I have very good reason to believe it. Why? On the second floor, by the staircase, my father was found, my stepfather. Stabbed to death.
1: Who did it? Who killed him?
3: We never found out. He died just as the young soldier died on the very same spot. (laughs) It was a blessing, though. I never liked my stepfather.
1: You wanted him to die? I didn't care. Why have you returned here?
3: I'm seeking inspiration. (laughs) Yes. The inspiration that I lost when I left here. Inspiration that can only be gotten from the spirit of Becky Branch. Listen for her tonight. It usually comes from the cellar below, at the witching hour of three.
1: I don't believe that you've come back here in search of an inspiration, Mr. Simeon. to Simeon's true motive. We'll find out in just a moment. But first, here's a question that's near a home. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I cut down my coal bills this winter? Well, the answer to that question is blue coal. For not only does blue coal burn steadily and last longer, but with every order of blue coal, you get free heating advice that helps you cut your home heating expenses. These helpful hints come to you as an extra courtesy extended by your friendly blue coal dealer. And he offers you another aid to economy, the Blue Coal Automatic Heat Regulator. Its initial cost is surprisingly low, and it pays for itself over again in the fuel it saves you. A Blue Coal heat regulator working with Blue Coal makes the perfect heating combination. For Blue Coal gives you better heat with less attention. And the heat regulator saves unnecessary trips by automatically opening and closing the dampers on your furnace. Phone your neighborhood Blue Coal dealer tomorrow. And ask him to show you this easy, economical way to heat your home. His name is listed in the Where to Buy It section of your classified telephone directory under the words, Blue Coal. And now, back to the shadow. Lamont. Yes, Michael.
0: What do you expect to find down here, the cellar?
1: Well... According to Mr. Simeon, this is where the ghostly music has come from. Here, uh, take this other flashlight. All right,
0: well, did you learn anything else from Simeon?
1: Yes. He lived here as a child. His stepfather was killed in this house. Stabbed to death just as the soldier was stabbed. And he met his death on the second floor landing by the staircase.
0: Is that where the soldier died?
1: According to Simeon, yes. Hmm.
0: Well, I don't see anything down here that looks like a musical instrument, do you? No. Do you believe Simeon's story?
1: Well, I think he told the truth about living here and his stepfather's death, but well his talk of ghosts was (laughs) not very believable.
4: (laughs) Somebody come.
1: Well, it's the old servant Beauregard. He's calling from upstairs. Let's get up there, Margot, Quickly. Oh Lord. What is it, Bo? What's the problem? Look there, Mr. Cranston. What? It's Mr. Simeon. Yes, come on.
4: Come on. What hey, is you it? better not
1: look, Marco. it's Simeon. He, he's been stabbed in the chest. Oh.
4: Who is it? Dead? Yes. Oh, Lord. Just like oh. the Yankee soldier, Just like what happened to
2: him. The ghost done it. That's what... Be quiet, Bo. What's so here? Why were you calling out, Bo? Look, Master. Look. Uh,
1: good heavens. What happened? Simeon was stabbed in the chest. He's yes. dead. Oh. How did it happen? Oh. I don't know. Uh, when did you discover this, Bo? I
2: just come walking down the hall, sir, and it, there he was. Well, Stretch out like you see him now. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh,
1: Roger, you sleep on this floor, don't you? Yes. Did you hear anything? Sound of a struggle or a fight? No, not a thing. Oh. Well, we'd better call the police at once.
4: Well,
0: that certainly was a fine investigation, Lamont. Yes. <laughs> I'd hate to see that sheriff in charge of a crime wave ever hit this, Tom. <laughs>
1: He'd probably handle it just as he did tonight, Margot. He'd just say, I told the body we and come back in the morning when he can rustle up a corner, jury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, in the meantime, the murderer has a perfect opportunity to cover up any traces of his crime.
1: Exactly. I must say, though, that I haven't any more leads to work on than the good sheriff had. You
0: no, know, Mr. Simeon was your number one suspect in this ghost business, wasn't he, Lamont?
1: Yes. I felt that he knew much more about what went on here than he was willing to tell.
0: Maybe that's why he was killed.
1: Yeah, that's quite possible.
0: But who could his murderer be? There are only four other people in this house. Oh, Boregard, Mrs. Turner, Adele, and Roger.
1: Yeah, Roger. Did I hear you mention my name? Roger! Oh, oh sorry, Margot. I didn't mean to startle you. I heard your voices, so I came in to see if you'd uncovered anything. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm i afraid we haven't. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till morning now. Oh, say, uh, why don't you two get some sleep? We will presently, Roger. Well, uh, good night. Good night.
0: Good night, Roger. Lamont.
1: Yes, Margot.
0: Isn't it strange the way Roger just popped in here like
1: that? Yes. There are several other points about Roger that need clearing up in my mind. What do you mean? Don't you think it odd that he didn't hear any sounds when Simeon died? His room is right on that floor. Yes. And why did he take so long in responding to Bo's call for help?
0: I thought of that, too.
1: If you don't mind, Margot, we won't be retiring for some time yet. There are many things here that require investigation before the night is over.
0: Well, what are you going to do, Lamont?
1: Well, first of all, Simeon told me that the ghostly music was always heard at the witching hour of three. It's almost that now, isn't it?
0: Yes, yes, just about.
1: Well, I think we should stay up for that little recital. Let's sit out here by the staircase. All right. I, uh, I'm afraid I'll have to turn out this light.
0: That's all right, Lamont. Just, just stay near me, that's all.
1: All right. Follow me. Take hold of my hand.
0: We ever meet a ghost now? I'm afraid that... No,
1: Margot, no, no. Yeah. Sit here on the stairs. Thanks. What was that? That was an owl. Outside the house.
0: Oh. oh. We should get a sore throat or something. I can't stand Shh. <laughs>
1: According to Mr. Simeon's story, it's time now for the concert to be...
0: The Monterity? Yes.
1: Quiet now. See if we can locate the sound.
0: It's not coming from the music room.
1: No. No, it It seems to come from up above. Somewhere on the upper floors.
4: Well, why don't we go... Uh, come on,
1: Margo. Something's happened up there. There's a light switch on the wall, Margo.
4: I've got it. Uh, it's Roger. Uh,
1: yes, Call Adele quickly. What's happened to him? The same wound in the chest. He's breathing though. There may be a chance of saving him. Go, please. Get, get Adele. Yes, all right. All right, old man. Now, just take it easy. Lie quietly, please. That's it. Take it easy. Must tell you. Must tell you. What? What are you trying to say? Passage way. See. Secret. Passage way. Where? Where is this passage? Roger. Roger. What's
4: happened to him? Oh, Roger, what's happened?
1: He's still alive, Adele, uh, but we must act quickly. <laughs> call a car. He must be gotten to a hospital at once. It was much more important Put Port Adelope regained consciousness to call us at once.
0: Well, Lamont, this passageway he spoke of, did he tell you where it was?
1: No, but it must be somewhere in this hall. We'll try all of these panels.
0: All right, I'll start at this end. All right.
1: We can locate the source of the ghostly music. I think our mystery will be solved.
0: Lamont? Huh? Lamont, I think I found something. Come here now. Uh, what is it? See? the wooden decoration is loose. It seems to pull down. Yes. Uh, wait,
1: Margot. Let me do it.
0: I can do it. It's open. Margot, look out! Ah!
1: Oh, that was a narrow escape, Margot. That knife almost plunged into your body.
0: Oh, What happened, Margot?
1: I think we've discovered our weapon of death, Margot. That
0: knife?
1: Yes. We've also solved a murder that is over 70 years old. The murder of Becky Branch's sweetheart.
0: I don't understand.
1: I'll release the weapon and show you. The weapon that also killed Mr. Simeon and wounded Roger Miller.
0: Well, how was it done?
1: Well, it's quite simple. This knife is really an old bayonet. It's attached to that heavy spring, which was released when the secret door was opened. Right. It was evidently put there years ago to prevent the escape of men like Becky Branch's soldier. And through the years, it's taken the lives of all those who discovered the passageway.
0: Why, that's amazing. But, Lamont, that doesn't explain the supernatural happenings in this house.
1: Yes, I know that. That's something that we must...
0: Listen, the music is Yes. And this
1: time I'm going to trace it to a source. It seems to be coming from somewhere in this passage. You wait here, Margo. This is a job for the shadow.
4: If I play, he'll return. He must return. But it's been so long. Old woman. Did someone speak?
1: I did. What are you doing in this house?
4: Playing my spinet. Who are you? I'm Becky.
1: Becky Branch.
4: John. John, it's you. It's you. You've come back for me at last.
1: You are Becky Branch?
4: Yes. Don't you know me, John? Don't you remember me? (laughs) I've gotten older. I've been waiting for you so long. So many years. You've been waiting here? In this house? Just at night. Only in the night I return here. They sent me away, John. They sent me away when you escaped. You remember that night when I played for you as you left? I was away for many years. Then I returned. No one in the village knew me. I could go and come as I pleased. So I came to the house here at night by the cellar entrance and played just as I'm playing now, hoping that someday my playing would bring you back to me.
1: You've waited many years.
4: Many years, John. But it's all worthwhile now. You've come back to me. You've come back to me. I'm so glad. Now I won't have to...
1: That Roger's doing so well, Adele?
0: He's doing splendidly. The doctor thinks he can come home by the end of the week. Oh, good,
1: good. Oh, uh, you might be interested to know that some of the older residents of the town arranged for a decent burial for Becky Brown.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. Adele, did Lamont tell you that he found an entrance in the cellar that Becky used to use as of his house? Oh. So that's how she got in, mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Oh, and uh, we finally learned how the secret panel worked, too. How? When the panel was opened, the spring that held the knife was released. And after the stabbing, the door sprang shut, returning the knife to its former position. Yes, Dinner is so, uh, Mrs. Oh, Miller.
0: thank you, Bo. You know, there's one point that you haven't cleared up yet, Lamont, and that's the ghost on the stairs.
1: Oh, Margo, I, I'm afraid I have no answer for that. Yeah, I can explain that, Mr. Cranston. Oh, can you, Bo? Yes, sir. That was the real ghost. <laughs> More from the shadow in just a minute. But first, here's John Barclay, America's home heating expert. Mr. Barclay.
2: Thank you, Ken Roberts, and good evening, friends. You know, every good housewife takes a kind of pride in her kitchen. She installs the best cooking equipment she can afford, and she keeps her kitchen clean and immaculate. Well, that's as it should be. But you men don't have to let the ladies get ahead of you. No, sir. You can have your cellar just as modern and clean and immaculate as your wife's kitchen. And it won't cost you anything either. As a matter of fact, you'll save money. Just by following the advice I've given thousands of other householders. Ask your blue coal dealer for the free services of a John Barclay trained serviceman. He'll tell you in a few simple words just how to bring the furnace you've had for years right up to date. He'll show you the clean and easy way to operate your furnace. And most important of all, he'll show you how to cut down the cost of heating your home. So if you've not already benefited from this free John Barclay heating service, just phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer tomorrow.
4: Thank you.
1: Today's program is based on a story copyrighted by The Shadow Magazine. Characters, names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental.
4: The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime
1: does not pay. The shadow knows. (laughs) Next week, same time, same station, the Blue Coal Dealers of America bring you an adventure of the shadow unequaled for sheer terror and stirring dramatic action. So be sure to listen. And be sure to phone your friendly blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. This is Ken Roberts saying, keep the home fires burning
0: with blue coal. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.